Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been 40 days since Christmas. Can you believe it? I know, not because I'm counting the days, but because today is a special day, as I mentioned this morning. It's a holiday, a holy day. And it really is only one holy day, even though it sounds like two. The purification of Mary, the presentation of our Lord. One holiday, but two events, or even better, one holiday with two laws fulfilled. And each of them were to be done 40 days after birth. I think it's quite obvious how we got the name for today, because it comes from the first verse in our Gospel reading. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Purification. Presenting. Joseph was without a doubt a devout follower of God. He had done what God had commanded him, marrying Mary, raising his stepson, protecting them both, having Jesus named and circumcised on the eighth day, which was the father's duty and obligation, and now presenting his wife and her infant son at the temple, even providing two turtle doves or two pigeons for the sacrifice on her behalf. It was a sacrifice of purification. A woman who gave birth was considered ritually unclean for a period of time. Then she must be made officially ritually clean by the sacrifice. Also, the firstborn male of human or animal was considered to belong to God. In order to reclaim that son, it's assumed that a sacrifice or an offering must be made. And so, here's the Holy Family at the temple. These things remind us of the world into which our Lord was born. A world under the law. A world separated from its God, except through the shedding of blood because of mankind's wickedness. These rites, rituals, and sacrifices weren't commanded by a a capricious God, but by a God that wanted His people to come back to Him. So He showed them how serious their sins were. That blood must be shed. How beautiful life was. How selfish that we can be hard-hearted and callous we are and how even harder and more callous we can become. We take it all for granted. We see the things we have as a right and as if we are the possessors of things. We forget that all things belong to God. Our house and home, our spouse and children, Our work and our wage, even our breath and our life, 
belong to Him. And so God demanded those things from the people. Tithes and offerings, sacrifices, rites and rituals. Things to remind us that all good comes from Him. For He is our Creator and our Sustainer. So here are Joseph, his wife Mary, and her son Jesus, climbing up the steps to the temple. The temple itself was a majestic sight. Fifteen stories tall. And very ornate. And busy. Boy, was it busy. Priests and rabbis. Men with sacrifices. People buying and selling and walking and running around. Preachers preaching. It had to be something for these folks from the small town of Nazareth. The temple complex must have given them a sense of God's majesty and power. As they enter into the temple courtyard, there was a man named Simeon. We're familiar with Simeon. He was an older man. A gentle man. A man who also loved God and to whom God, through His Spirit, spoke. The Lord had told this elderly man that he would not die until he had seen with his own eyes for himself the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Christ. And so taken aback was this man when this young, obedient family enters into God's house. It seems as if he's beside himself and he scoops up the little baby and he blesses him and he sings, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace. According to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. A light to light on the Gentiles and the glory of thy people. Israel. He probably didn't use that tune. But nonetheless, it's almost as if he was singing a lullaby to the Savior. A song of praise and thanksgiving. Those words should be familiar to us because we sing them too. We've recited them every Sunday this year as we too behold our Lord in His temple. Just like the Holy Family, we come to present ourselves for purification. We come here to God's house because we have a need. We've taken inventory of our sins. We stand before our God, His power and majesty, with a sense of awe. The sacrifice that the Holy Family was supposed to bring to God was a lamb or a goat. But because of their low estate, their humility, their lack of means, they had to bring a lesser offering. Two turtle doves. Two pigeons. We too stand before God with a less than appropriate gift. 
We come with hearts seared with hate and malice. We come with minds deceived and depraved. We come with consciences so bound to sin, self-importance, self-righteousness, and selfishness that any pure motives that we might have are inevitably and inescapably made corrupt. Like adding leaven to dough, the whole lump becomes contaminated. Yet we think we have a right to be here, to stand in His presence and to receive His grace. Not with that offering, my friends. Not with that. No, we come just as the Holy Family, impure and in need, with a less than sacrifice for our sins. But we come not with faith in the sacrifice or what we have to offer, but we come with faith in the God who receives that sacrifice. It isn't the goodness of our offering, but the goodness of He who receives it. He sees that we have nothing of real value to offer Him. In fact, it wasn't the turtle doves at all that would make Mary and Joseph and the baby pure and holy. No. It was something else that they brought. Simeon saw it. Anna saw it. It was the Christ child. It was Jesus. Our God replaces our inadequate sacrifice with one even better. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Presented today at the temple and celebrated as a lamb without blemish. He is our sacrifice. It is He who washes away our sins. It is Him who we behold in the Lord's Supper. It is He to whom we sing with Simeon. Lord, now You are letting Your servant depart in peace according to Your Word. For my eyes have seen Your salvation that You have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to Your people Israel. Remember that as you approach the altar this morning. The altar from which the very body and blood of the Lamb of God is taken and delivered to you. For your total purification and help. His life for yours. His blood for yours. His righteousness for your sinfulness. His purity for your putridness. His love for your fear. His peace for your malice. His joy for your anger. As Luther says in the small catechism about the Lord's Supper, fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but that person is truly worthy and well prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared for the words for you require all hearts to believe. When you take what Christ did 2,000 years ago and realize that it is being delivered to you here today, 
from His altar in His house to you, His child, then you can and you will sing with Simeon. Not only will you sing with Simeon, but you will also give thanks with Anna and take the good news with you. And coming up at that very hour, she, Anna, began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Yes, let us give thanks also. And also let us share the good news of the love of our God who shows mercy to all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to His people, Israel. Amen. Therefore, He had to be made like His brothers in every respect, so that He might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Amen.